it's a razor's edge. It's a razor's edge between what you think is authentic and how you're presenting authentically and the real authenticity. Even if you think that you are absolutely authentic when you use your voice, there's more. And today, I'm gonna bring it out. I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you with me today, as always. And I've got a great episode for you. Today, I'm talking about next level authenticity, razor's edge. We're breaking down the razor's edge that you may not even realize is problematic for you. Authenticity is going to be something I'm talking about a lot in my upcoming workshop, which is August, I believe it's mid, I think it's August 16th, captivatetheroom.com forward slash Unlock Your Potential. That's a two-hour workshop, very small, hands-on coaching. You don't want to miss it. And then, of course, I might be coming to a city near you. If you are near Denver or Chicago or Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Dallas, Orlando, and possibly New York City, and possibly Las Vegas are what's on deck right now. I'd love to know your city if you would like me to bring the show to your town. I'm doing one day, very small retreats, hands-on coaching. I did some of these at my house in Texas this last year, and they were a huge success. So you can find out more at captivatetheroom.com forward slash retreat. I would love to have you join me. I am always fascinated with authenticity and the layers of sound that people put in place, their subconscious puts in place to cover up their true authenticity. And there are many ways that you think you're being authentic, but you don't realize that what you're choosing is actually protection. And I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to give you some stories. I want to break this down. The other night in my class, my 12-week group, it was literally the razor's edge. And it always is. It always is. People think they're being authentic and it is a microscopic sound and we take it to the next level. That happened in my group the other night. It always happens, but it was really cool to unfold in front of me. This was in relation to video, which in authenticity happens a lot in video. In fact, it happens the most in video and it, well, in conflict and when we're around intimidating people. 
And it mostly happens in the first 10 seconds. So one of my students was working on this video, real-time role play. And she said, I just feel like, I just feel like I'm still going on a little bit, turning on video, video voice. This may be you. This may be a problem for you. And if you're doing this, it is a huge problem because in a few seconds, I'm going to decide if I'm going to listen to you. And and video becomes the most problematic. So she said, it's such a fine line, but I feel like I'm still turning on a little bit. And I said, you are. Let's plug in a tactic and let's see if we can get to that real level of ultimate authenticity Let's see if we can get to the other side of that razor's edge. And I gave her a technique and boom, there it was. And everybody in the room could feel it. Everybody in the room could hear it. Most importantly, she could. And so she had the opportunity to feel that inner freedom of what it's like to really show up and deliver with all of you and be okay with it. And there's a lot of stuff that gets in the way of us being able to do that. I I mentioned a couple of things. These are the things that I hear from people when I'm around intimidating people, when I am in a conflict situation. For some people, it's sales. For a lot of people, it's video. For some people, it's big audiences. For some people, it's small audiences. Pick your poison. We're looking for consistency. I want my people to be able to show up authentically, which means total peace inside, external reveal of who you really are, all the shades of you, all the bits of you. I want that consistently. And the reason is you don't know at any moment when someone's going to turn that corner and it is go time. And I've always given the example of when I met James Wedmore. Many of you know James Wedmore. He's a former client of mine, eight-figure entrepreneur. It was literally a conversation. He was speaking at an event I was at. I walked up to make a comment to him. He asked me what I did. Next thing you know, I'm coaching him. There was no time to not be ready to create an experience that I wanted him to have. And I did. And he hired me. But all these things, going back to before we're two, that's my new data. I used to talk about before we're five. Now, it's before we're two, and I'll tell you why in a minute. All these things that pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up, that make the six layers, that block the seventh layer, which is your real voice. They started before we're two. I've listed some of them. I'm going to tell you some more in just a minute. Ways that you are tricking yourself into believing you are in full authenticity. My new research right now, I've I've mentioned this in the last podcast. I have researched this before in a different capacity more aligned, more aligned, uh, how do I even want to explain it? More from a 
psychology of the voice perspective, not as deep of a level. That's how I want to say it. But I'm really diving into fear of rejection at the core of everything. Worth, shame. And this is huge. And these are the things that are creating the layers. I hear the sounds and the sounds represent these things. And now I'm doing an even deeper back dive into these before we're too, fear of rejection gets us. And this is what's creating this, these sounds. This is what is blocking in authenticity. So if somebody says to you, just fake it till you make it, that is the worst advice anybody could ever give you because that adds another layer. That's, that's actually the opposite of what we're chasing here. We're trying to get you back from before all those layers piled up. I don't want fake. I want the true you. So when we talk about vulnerability, this is what we're talking about. We're not talking about, let me tell you the skeletons in my closet. Let me remind you of everything I did in my life that was a screw up. No, vulnerability is, I'm going to let you know who I am. From the feeling I reveal, from the experience I reveal in my sound, from creating an invitation to let you in, from putting the walls down, the walls of protection, and fear of rejection, worth, shame, all of this is creating the walls. Some people, like I said, feel like they're being authentic. But I'm going to give you an example of, that connects to you're actually being inauthentic It's a protection and it's the wound. The wound is your worth, your fear, your not being good enough, your imposter syndrome. Nobody wants what I have. People don't like me, whatever it is. And here's the example. I'm just keeping it real. No, that's a protection. I'm just being real. This is just who I am. No, if we really, and I have taken that exact line and the people that say it and how they say it, and that has been a big source of my research. That is a protection. That is, I am hurting and I am scared and I am afraid you are going to reject me. So I'm just keeping it real. Potentially, I'm going to hurt you too, as much as I'm hurt. When I say to you, and and I'm talking to you right now, like I always do, you know me. When I say, I want you to just feel what it feels like when I'm talking to you right now, like I always do. And then I want you to feel what this feels like. I'm just keeping it real. This is just who I am. Can you feel the difference in that? That is not lack of fear. That is not lack of fear of judgment. That is not lack of fear of rejection or shame or worth. That story, that that piece of research right there that I just told you reminds me of an event I spoke at, I think it was in January. 
And this is probably the catalyst, the true catalyst for this research for me. I spoke at this event and there was a woman at this event and she, her work was getting women to, it was about masks. Get, get out in front. I don't remember it exactly, but the gist of it was stop hiding behind masks. Now, not from a voice perspective, but from a persona perspective. And this is going to sound like a criticism. And I don't mean it like a criticism. It was actually an extraordinary opportunity for me to watch one of my students who happened to be at this event coach this woman in real time around what her voice was doing. And she had a mask, not my student, the woman. And so what happened as my student and I were talking to her about this and the, and the nuances of the sound and the, the repellent nature of the tone that she was taking and how it was protection and how she was actually wearing her own mask, her subconscious went to war with me, full-on war And, and more so with my student, who's an excellent coach. And we got her to see the razor's edge of, oh my gosh, I am actually afraid that they're not going to want me. I'm actually afraid I can't make a living doing this work and I have to keep my regular job. There will be protections because the goal of the subconscious is for you never to reveal full authenticity. And you know what's funny to me? So I'm on TikTok and I'm on Instagram. When I do TikTok videos and and I get the most hate, the videos I get the most hate on are the videos I am just literally saying things that are true, that are researched, that are the way I see them based on my research. They are partly my beliefs. I'm not defending them. I'm not doing anything. I'm just having a conversation about them. People lose their mind. And that is my litmus test to know, yep, okay, I was in full authenticity there. I shared a belief. I don't have to have a shame spiral after I share that this is my perception because you know what it is. It is my perception. Now, granted, most of the stuff I talk about, because of who I am, I want it backed up. I want it backed up because I never want to lead somebody astray. And I think there's a lot of people that do. I think there's a lot of people that dump a whole lot of nonsense that... They don't even know what they're talking about. And it can be harmful. And many, many years ago, one of my holdups, one of my blocks in doing the work the way I do it now was I could not bear the thought of saying something that wasn't true. Saying to someone, 
it concerns me because I think you're sounding, you're going to, you're going to be processed as condescending. Now, this is before I've done all this research that I've done now. This is before I've even embraced the abilities that I have. But I couldn't bear the thought. It wasn't even about hurting people's feelings or not rocking the boat. Sure, that was, that was in there. But I could not bear the thought that I might be wrong and what I would have done to that person. Now I've got all the research to back it up. And so I'm, I'm very, then that's just me. This is just who I am. This is just part of my core values. I'm not just throwing stuff down and shouting it out and not having a clue what I'm talking about. No, if I'm going to tell you something, I want it to serve you well. And I, it's not about even being wrong because I'm okay being wrong and I will correct it if I'm wrong, but I don't, but I want to know that what I'm telling you is true because I want you to be able to stand in the ownership of it just as much as me. So we have all these protections that keep us from being authentic. Pretty authentic, but maybe there's just still a little notch where we're not. A lot of women, especially, and I I don't mean this as a negative, that's what the data shows me, that there's societal implications on men's voices and women's voices. But one that I have studied with women is they don't feel like they can be themselves. They don't feel like they can really show up as their true self, especially my professional women. They don't feel they're going to be heard. They don't, they they feel like they got to be nice. The number of times I have heard, well, I I can't say that, that's too direct, or well, you know, I don't want to make them mad, or they don't like to deal with emotion. You know who's going to lead the charge in 2023 and beyond? The emotional people. You know why? Because we're desperate for emotional intelligence. We are desperate to feel. Yet the messaging and the packaging and the training since women were born is just sit there and look look pretty. Don't be don't be mean. Don't you know before before girls are 12 they already have locked in the message Say what you need to say, but don't, but be nice and don't upset anybody. And, and other implications on men's voices. I want to talk about this one right now because I think that women struggle a little bit more with authenticity because of all this noise. That, well, I don't want to be too emotional. Well, I don't want to be too direct. Well, I don't want to be the B word. And this is what societally they've been hammered with their whole life. And so they're not heard. And maybe this is you. You're not heard. You're not authentic. Maybe you muster up enough strength and courage to say the message, but then you go into a shame spiral after, or you beat yourself up for three days because you shouldn't have said it that way. That has to stop. And the truth is, it's in you. It's all the noise and the layers that has it covered up and has you not trusting yourself. And so all those layers and and noise 
has you in a position where you're having to fabricate to such a degree that it's creating tremendous strain on you to show up authentically. And so you can't and you don't. Even if you do, I would almost bet there's another level. I would almost bet there's another layer of protection. But here's one thing I know for sure. It can be easy. It can be easy. We just have to do the work around it. We just have to do the work around allowing, well, getting rid of the six layers that are blocking the authenticity and dismantling them from the inside out. But getting, getting okay is what, how I'll leave it. Getting okay, getting comfortable in the uncomfortable of being authentic and the fallout. And sometimes that's the harder piece of work that I do with people than the front end, which is let's get to the bottom of what's behind this noise and all of these other factors going on in your head that are creating layers of protection that are keeping me from knowing the real you. I don't like the suffering. I don't like the suffering that, that is happening for people who desperately want to be authentic and they just don't know how or they're just too afraid or they just think they are, but yet they're still not being heard. They're not getting the responses they want. They're not getting the following they want. They're not getting the revenue, the sales, the promotion. And it's internal suffering. Everybody wants to be authentic, I think. They just don't know how. They just don't know how. They don't even know about the seven layers of sound. They don't realize it's in them and that, that we really just have to take things away instead of adding on more because the world says add on more, fake it till you make it. Fake your authenticity. What are you even saying that to people for? The protection mechanisms are what have to go. And I bet you can be authentic to a degree, but I bet there's more. Like I said, when I started this episode, I of course want you to be heard. I want you to be visible. I want you to p- people to do what you ask them to do. I want people to ooh and ah and celebrate you in every corner of the world. And authenticity will get you that. But the real deal, none of this, I'm just keeping it real, authenticity. It's there. We just have to get to it. And then we have to create some tactics around it to lock it in to the top layer of muscle memory of what you're always going to do. We have to create the new habit of the real you. Because it, even if, you're, even if we can get glimmers of the real you, like I said, when we started, maybe there's the intimidating people. Maybe there's the money thing. Maybe there's that you fill in the blank and it all goes out the window. And I don't ever want it to go out the window. I'm not saying that I don't have moments where I fall off the wagon, 
But I will tell you this, I'm back on in three seconds. I am back on that wagon of authenticity in three seconds because I know how to get back there. I think we all have a degree of, I need to be. I know when I did the coaching for the the justices, I stood in that rotunda and I thought for a minute, what are you doing here? That was my subconscious trying to get me to screw it all up. But it went through my head all these years later, even after inventing, creating half this stuff. What are you doing here? What do you have to add? These people make the law. (laughs) And I went, yeah, I know. But they don't know what I know about voice. That's what I'm doing here. I plugged in tactics and off I went and I changed lives. And it's hard to change lives when we're trying to be what we think they want us to be, or we're trying to prove we are enough, or we are trying to desperately avoid their rejection or their judgment or letting them see that we really don't feel like we're worthy to be there. It's not about voice. It's about identity. It's about transformation. And really, it's about setting you free. That's what the work is about for me. I know you've heard me talk about my amazing client that I've had for, well, she can tell you exactly how many sessions we've done over probably three years. Her name is Oki. And she's, I, I interviewed her for the show a couple of weeks ago. The episode will be out soon. And she really gives a detailed breakdown of our time together and how it hurt her and how she cried and how she is so grateful to be set free and what she's been able to accomplish and the lives she's been able to touch now that she is relentless in authenticity and showing up in a world that when you hear the episode, you will hear her talk about, maybe she stands out in. Well, now she stands out in a legend way, I will tell you. Everybody knows who she is and the impact that she's leaving on the world is profound. The awards, the speak, the speaking, the, the two pages of awards she showed me the other day. That is for you too. But we have to set you free from the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection. We have to plug the hole of worth. And we have to get you plugged into the real you because your voice is the representative of who you really are, or it isn't. And if you're not where you want to be in your life, then I'm going to go with it isn't. It isn't representing you. And I want it to be. All right. I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you'll join me for my August workshop and or my, one of my retreats. Retreats are on early bird right now and they are actually, you buy a ticket and you bring a friend for half off and it's all early bird priced. 
for I think about another week. So don't miss it. Don't miss that early bird. That's a heck of a deal. CaptivateTheRoom.com forward slash retreat, but jump on into that Unlock Your Potential workshop. The links are in the show notes. It's time for you to play full out and you know it. Let's make that happen before the end of the year. All right, that's it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 